guys what's up um I don't I truly don't know how to start this podcast I really don't know if it's supposed to be like music intro music podcast episode I don't know what the formula is um I just want to say a few things before we get started on the episode just talk about some anxieties that I have had this week um Toronto has gone back into a code red which shocker and it makes you feel like you're really missing out somehow. Like it, it makes you feel guilty about not doing things that are like, even though going to meet up with friends in a park is safe, it, it feels morally wrong just because cases have gone up so much, even though there's nothing wrong with it for me, for some reason, I just, it feels like a death sentence. Um, there's definitely like a heightened sense of anxiety about that. And especially because stand-up shows are happening, like outdoor shows are happening. And we sort of touch upon that in the episode. I canceled the show recently because even though it was outside and totally safe, I just somehow think I'm still going to get COVID. Don't know. Um, and it kind of makes you feel like shit. So something that I've been doing is, um, like while we're in these weird in-between phases, like things are open, but cases are going up and you don't really know what to do. (laughs) What I've been doing is just trying to fill my time with other hobbies that I kind of enjoy or get some sort of mental stimulation out of. Like I was painting the other day, um, which actually, which is, was not for me. I found that it wasn't for me. Maybe it's for you. I don't know. But for me, it actually made me feel worse about myself because this painting was so fucking bad. It was supposed to be of like the desert. It was just a very basic painting. It's it's like the desert. And then there was some cactuses. Is it cacti? Cactuses? I don't know. And then a sunset. So it was like super basic, but it turned out like shit. And it's like, wow, like this is so bad. It's like before I was depressed, okay, that I couldn't really see my friends and I don't feel like doing shows, but this is like a whole nother level of sad where it's like, I've tried to do something that I wanted to feel inspired by, but now actually feel more like shit from because it's so bad. Um, anyway, now I just, I don't even know what, you know what I did? I actually used it as a, um, guard to like block my dog off from going in the living room when I leave my house. So that's what I've been, that's what I use my painting for. I painted a barrier for my dog to not piss on the carpet. That's what I made. So I think what I need to do now, which is healthy, is to find an in-between ground. And that is just seeing, I guess, people that are in your bubble, like seeing one or two friends if it is safe to you, going outside with them, doing something outdoors, wearing masks if you're ever inside, just living your life, but being safe about it. Um. I think that's, I think that would be like the next step for me. And I think that's, that's totally appropriate. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is uh, maybe don't take, don't do something that uh, you know, you're going to be bad at just any hobbies that you do just, you know, just maybe hopefully there's like a 90% success rate with them. Um, Maybe take up like the guitar again, something you used to do as a kid that you were decent at. And then you follow up with, don't just like start painting Um, because then you will feel worse about yourself is my advice to you. Anyway, I guess I'm just going to start the podcast. Uh, Guys, I am so excited to have this guest on. 
he is one of my best friends in comedy. Um, he was the first pro comic to be nice to me, which, which goes a very long way. <laughs> Actually, when, when you're starting new in something, you just want to have somebody on your side that knows what they're doing. You know, that always helps. He tours the country doing stand-up. He is the producer of literally Canada's best comedy festival, the Icebreakers Comedy Festival, which happens every January at Niagara-on-the-Lake. And he has his own podcast called The Potato Files. So make sure to go check that out. Guys, Jeff Paul is on the podcast today. So let's just uh, jump in. It's not that I hate alt comedy. I just think it's uh, disgusting and repulsive. Well, what's alt comedy to you, though? Um, anything that is not like I will consider an act out on stage like alt comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime that you're not just standing there with just the mic and it's just you saying words, I'm like, this is alt comedy. So it's um, you're more of a, a joke writer. Yeah. Yeah, you're not um, you're not one of those many comics. That, oh, this punchline uh, doesn't work, so I'll just yell it. No. <laughs> like instruments. Anytime I see an instrument going on stage, I just check out. I'm like, get me, get me out of here. This is a fucking. No, I hear you. It's um, it's infuriating. I, I uh, yeah. well, you know, I went to Humber. Yes. Uh, biggest regret. Biggest regret of my life. By the way, I was actually just talking to somebody else about this the other day. This person that I went to the program with. But anyway, I was in this program. Hey, and have we started the podcast already? Yeah, it's recording. Okay. Okay. Good, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Good. It's. I'm. I might edit this out. We'll see how. <laughs> we'll see how I feel. We'll. We'll see how angry I am by the time this is done. But uh, when I was there, one of the courses we had to take was called clowning. And I swear to God, we had to put on an actual clown note. This is like my personal hell. This is like if Juliana, if hell was a real thing, it was this class. You had to put on a clown nose. And one exercise we had to do was like, you had to stand in front of the whole class and go person to person and make eye contact with them for like 10 seconds. Like you had to hold eye contact, you hold eye contact with fucking with clown nose on. And I don't know what the point of the exercise was. <laughs> oh, that's funny. You finished the course though, right? I finished the course. I was going to drop out like I should have, but I didn't because I was like, you know what? It's only two years. I did one year already. I may as well just wrap it up. Did it teach you anything? No. No. <laughs> like, was it like, I don't know. How do you go to school for comedy? Like what's, what are the, like, besides this, this clown course, yeah. Um, well, what they did was like stand up and stuff like that was just, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's just go. The whole thing about the program is that like, I think it's a great program if you want to be like a public speaker and like just need some, uh, some sort of exercise to like get your feet wet in like, mm -hmm. speaking and do goofy things. But it, I don't think it favors people that are actually trying to do any of those things. Like I got in trouble so many times because I was like late to class because I was a commuter student. I was out all night doing comedy. So I was late as fuck all the time. Wasn't paying attention because I was just exhausted. <laughs> Anybody that was out doing it was like failing all of the courses. Yeah. 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 Did teach anything practical? Like, I don't know, fucking how to clean your clothes in a hotel bathroom. You know? <laughs> uh, one of the teachers taught us how to 
bake, make an egg using a lamp. <laughs> See, that's practical. Foil. That's practical. They should like teach you like sleight of hand stuff. So when you're at the fucking continental breakfast at the Holiday Inn, you can steal a few muffins so that people can see it. <laughs> Real stuff you need to know as a comic. That's correct. That's right. Um, but even that, like making an egg in a lamp, I couldn't do that. I would, ra- I would, I don't even know what that would do. Like, what is an egg sandwich? $3? I will spend $3 on an egg sandwich. I don't need to resort to a fucking lamp. Well, what I want to know is, where where are you buying an egg? Like, because don't you have to buy a dozen eggs? Do you, do you pack an egg when you like you're packing your suitcase at home? You're like, ah, better get my egg in here. Actually, something I did uh, when I was in Niagara Falls was I put uh, I bought cold cuts and like yeah. buns, and I yeah. kept them in between the window and the screen <laughs> to keep them cold. And I brought one of my friends with me, and she was like, "What?" are you doing like are you okay are you okay mentally it's a good that's a good plan though it's a good that's plan. where I, that's where i warm up our uh, cool down uh, beers in the uh in the winter time smart yeah because yeah, you get you, you there's the two windows you can close them in just yeah. line your window go look at any hotel you'll see just look in the windows at night and in the winter time you'll see drinks <laughs> lying everywhere yeah you'll oh. find where the comedians are where they're <laughs> I think it's everyone sitting oh. at the Holiday Inn, fucking your, watching your kids sleep, drinking an eight pack. Yeah, that's right. I think uh-huh. my favorite road story is uh, is that same day actually when I was in Niagara Falls. I was as soon as I like checked into the hotel. You know how there's like Tower B, Tower A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Tower B, there was a uh, I <laughs> there was a couple next to me having very loud intercourse, and I was, I was scared. <laughs> I was frightened. I picked my stuff up and got the fuck out of there so fast. It was, I felt like my life was in danger somehow. I'm not sure how or why, but it was just so threatening to my, to my experience in, in a hotel. I remember that tower B bullshit. Um, it was, uh, cause we, we were staying at, um, the, was it the best Western in Niagara Falls? And then uh, we get an email. Okay, the uh, there's the Best Western is closed. Uh, now we've got you at the Wyndham. Um, and I remember going, "Hey, that's pretty nice. The Wyndham's a step up from the Best Western." <laughs> and then I went and checked in at the Wyndham, and they're like, "Oh no, you're in Tower B." And I was like, "What's that?" They're like, "Well, you have to go out that door through the parking lot to the next building." And the next building was just the old Best Western. They just didn't have a fucking front desk anymore and they switched everything to like Wyndham soaps. I love how there's like the human side and the non-human side. <laughs> we're just in the non-human side. And then there was like a time they were only putting the comics in this like, it was pretty much a basement. Um, like you didn't have a, every, every room in that hotel had a balcony except this room. It had like the window was about like this high off the ground. You had to like, stand on a chair to look out the window. That's amazing. Wow. That's anyway, so I, um, as for your request, I, I, I started writing down a list of sandwiches and burger places. Oh, yes. I forgot I asked <laughs> you that. Okay. So one thing I wanted to ask you before you start listening, are these recommendations, like places to check out? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Before I ask you for that, I want you to uh, construct, what is like your favorite 
sandwich. Like if you made like a God tier sandwich, I, I uh, want you to describe that. Like if I'm making it? Yeah, not if you're making like, it. Like if you had access to like the best sandwich things in the world, like how would you make your ideal sandwich? Are we going, uh, I, burgers are out of the question, right? Just like a sandwich? Yeah, burgers are out of the question, yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, fried chicken sandwich I, uh, I told you to get the other day and you Uber Eats and uh, were disappointed. That, um, that was a pretty good start. Really? Uh, well, that's but I like, um, okay, so fried chicken and bacon together um, okay. makes a great sandwich. Put a little ranch dressing and lettuce on there. That's a nice little uh, sandwich. Okay. Um, I used to make uh, um, like chicken sandwiches with uh, roasted red peppers. Oh, that's good. That's good. But yeah. what's your ratio? Like, what's your like fried chicken to bun ratio to like lettuce quantity? Um, I'm always, uh, I like a little bit of lettuce. I'm like, don't go crazy on the lettuce. Cause a lot of people, like you get that shredded iceberg lettuce and they're just like, fuck it. Here you go. Yeah. Take a bunch of, just take it easy. Yeah. Um, but, um, I love cold cut sandwiches. This, uh, place I've, I, I've, I've tried a couple times, uh, Lambo's it's new in my neighborhood. Is that the place um, you were telling me about? Yeah. It's like a deli sandwich place. And, yeah. uh, like, I don't know, it's like old school's deli sandwiches that you can't really find anywhere anymore. And it's places like lined up down the street. Yeah. Lambo's, uh, Dundas and Bellwoods. If you're in the Trinity Bellwoods area. Done. Like, I don't know. They're like slicing meat, you know, like yeah. salami and shit and making like thick, thick stacks of meat. That's what you like. You like thick stacks of meat. See, I don't like the thick, I don't like the thickness. I don't want like my teeth. Yeah, but I've seen you, what you eat, you'd be like white Wonder Bread, a <laughs> slice of bologna, uh, a slice of craft singles and some mayonnaise. And you're like, hey, lunch is ready. I am disgusting. I am disgusting. Yeah, you put garbage in your body. Like I put garbage in my body, but it's like gourmet, tasty shit. You're like, you're not even trying. Like if you're going to kill yourself with food, make it. <laughs> Good quality food. Yeah. Um, Tell me you have a loaf of Wonder Bread white. Of course. Yeah? You, yeah. Like, I, knew it. I knew it. Dude, of course. I've, it's just, I constantly, yeah, white Wonder Bread uh, and rye bread. I just switch it up. I alternate. Like every other day I'll have rye Why bread. Wonder Bread isn't even fucking bread. It's like. No, it's not bread. It's like bleach and sugar, I think. Yeah, just leave it on the counter and just see what happens. I guarantee nothing. Nothing will happen. You can go up to it in three weeks and you can press it down and it'll pop back up. That's right. Cause it's not real. It's actually just made out of the things that yoga mats are made out of. <laughs> That's memory, foam, memory foam bread. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Here's, uh, a funny, here's a funny bread story for you. Um, my father just uh, retired as uh, he was driving a Dempster's bread truck um, for 47 years. Oh my goodness. Congrats. And he just, Congrats he just retired. Yeah, he just retired um, this summer, um, and uh, so 47 years of working with uh, Dempsters, I, I gave him a loaf of white Wonder Bread for his retirement. Oh, that's lovely. And I said, you've been waiting 47 years to enjoy this, and uh, he enjoyed it. <laughs> He's like, I haven't eaten the competition since I was a kid. <laughs> no way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, is that why you not... never got around to it? What, white Wonder Bread? Yeah. No, I had a roommate who used to make the most awful white Wonder Bread sandwiches. He's like a grown man, um, 
he was from England uh, and he had the worst diet I've ever seen a man have before. And it was like his sandwiches were bologna, white wonder bread. And like he would cut red onion, yeah. but he was like, he was terrible with a knife. So he would just like try to cut some, and it would like end up this thick and he would just throw it on. And it's like, yeah, the onion was thicker than the meat. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Okay. So my ideal sandwich, here we go. The bun, very important. Mm-hmm. Very important part of the sandwich. It has to be, I don't like ciabatta buns. I hear you on that. I don't like them. It can't be dry, um, but it has to be like crispy on the outside, warm on the inside, you know? That's a classic bun. That's a great bun. This is going to be a fantastic sandwich. If the bun is good, I think that is like 50% of how the sandwich experience is going to go. Next, fried chicken. Yeah, I think I think I have to go with all the things that you said with the ranch, bacon, one slice of tomato, too much tomato. It's it's too much because then it it makes the bun damp. And like, here's my thing about tomatoes. I don't like them, but I want to like them. Like, cause yeah. I, I see them and I'm like, they look like they bring so much to the sandwich. I just, I, I can't do the taste. I can, I can eat a cooked tomato. I can't eat a raw tomato. Yeah. But they, they look delicious. Yeah. Tomatoes are like, they're sneaky. Cause it's, a, it's aesthetically pleasing. I see that. I'm like, okay, we got to pop a red on the sandwich. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same thing with roasted pepper. No, you mentioned you like that too much for me. Too much red pepper is not great. <laughs> it has to be really evenly portioned. Um, I'm not sure what that says about our personalities, but I think that, I think that should be psychoanalyzed. I'm sure there's like a Buzzfeed quiz somewhere. That's like, I want, take your ideal uh, sandwich and, and we'll tell you about what I want pork cheddar to listen to this podcast and create a sandwich for us, just for us. I think we should um, get sponsored by them. Pork cheddar and company, um, yeah. is a great sandwich place. Yeah. Um, but I do like that you can, uh, I can grab a tall can of beer when I uh, grab my sandwich. Oh, nice. And people are just very eager to sell you beer to go these days, which is, um, it's a nice little thing about COVID. Right. And I should mention I'm uh, 13 days sober, by the way. Hey, congratulations. It's just for the month. I'm not, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to better my life. I'm just trying to do a quick uh, cleanup. Okay, that's great. <laughs> I am constantly sober, and it it is uh, nerve wracking. You're not a very you're not much of a drinker, are you? I am, but like not like it. It just depends. Like white wine really, really does not sit well with me. The only thing I can actually have is like vodka shots or red wine. So it's like club or like night in by the fire. You know, <laughs> very extreme. I, uh... I, um, I'm mostly just a beer guy. I don't know. I like just drinking a dozen beers and falling over sometimes. Yeah. But, um, I, I shouldn't say I'm sober though. People keep saying you can't say you're sober while you smoke that much weed. I do smoke a large amount of marijuana every day. That's nice. Yeah. I bought a CBD pen recently and, uh, it has like the smallest amount of THC in it and I'm scared to try it. Cause I'm like, this is going to fuck me up. This is going <laughs> to put me in. Honestly, Jeff, I feel the, the reason I wanted to have you on the podcast, well, not only are we great friends, but also I feel like we have a lot in common as <laughs> two people who look polar opposite on the outside. I feel like on the inside, we're very similar. <laughs> um, 
That's what I used to say about when people were wondering how I, uh, how I got Kira. I was like, physical appearance aside, we are, um, we are very much the same yeah. kind of. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me about, cause I, when I did your podcast, you told me that you all, you had OCD experiences with, with OCD when you were around my age. So do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Like, how did that start for you? How did you get over it? Like what, what's, what's that about? Here's the best part about that is, um, like that was like, it was most of my twenties. I was pretty bad for OCD. Um, and then I, I snapped out of it, but, um, it's all now come back. It was like training for COVID. Oh, Uh, fuck. Really? Cause now I'm like, I'm like, Oh, I know how to just get around everywhere without touching anything or, you know, like fucking like opening doors and like sidling by shit like that. I'm, uh, I'm very good at that. Um, because very crazy throughout um yeah it was most most of my 20s i think it started in my teens i guess but i don't know i'm just it's uh it's it's i don't know how i got over it but i i was very germaphobic i was very um i don't know i, I would wig out on a lot of weird things that like yeah so yours was more with like touching things and like germs and stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, but like habits too i still have um I still have crazy weird habits that like everything's got to be done um, in a certain way. And like uh, things need to be in a certain place, shit like that. Yeah. Um, Like just look this wall of pictures, how perfectly spaced everything is like that took me, that took me a long time. And like, I was like, there was math involved and it was just, uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very, very anal about many things still. Uh, But the, um, the crazy parts of the OCD, I, I kind of was able to suppress. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. But it was, just a, I think it was just a, like something snapped one day and I was just like, I can't fucking live like this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I just had to, uh, I don't know, just have to accept reality and uh, I don't know, you're going to have to fucking touch things sometimes. I know. Right. It's crazy. It's like literally leaving my house feels like a death sentence. That's why I canceled the show yesterday. Cause I was like, I really wanted to do it. And it was, it was actually so emotional. Cause I was like, I know that this is going to be the last show. Like as soon as we transition into winter and it's freezing outside, I know that this is probably not going to happen anymore. So um, I just, the anxiety took over. I was like, I know how I am around friends and I just get too excited and then what I do is like in the moment I'm not thinking about it and then I'll come home and then at like 1 a.m I'll just have like a like panic moments about it and I won't be able to sleep <laughs> yeah yeah I am um, like I don't know I, I I've had to like you know strong arm a few people like okay just keep your fucking distance and you just like I was, no I'm just like hey yeah. like people are walking towards me and I had it's okay stop you're getting too close and yeah. it's always like uh they're like oh what like like I'm the fucking weirdo I'm like no man people need to stay apart that's and I don't know I have friends like dude you're not gonna get the virus I'm like how the fuck do you know that oh my god do I you, hate that so much like do you so think much. the thousand people in Ontario a day getting it know they're gonna get it yeah like it it you don't know where it's coming so I I just you know, err on the side of caution and try to fucking avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, when people take it like personally that you just like, don't want to see it. Like there's some friends, like everybody has their bubble or whatever. They have like one or two people that they're seeing. I won't even see my friends on days. And I'm like, who have you been around? They're just like, yeah, I just had a 
family party. Like my whole family came over. I'm like, no, thanks. I'm not seeing you for two weeks. Yeah, I just told I my, my mom the other day uh, asking about Christmas and I'm like, I'm not coming home for Christmas. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you mean you're not coming? I'm like, it's a fucking global pandemic. Yeah. Like telling us don't have family gatherings. Why? Well, I just don't, I don't want to be a p- part of the problem, you know, like I yeah, would yeah. be on the right side of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think that I have to find a balance between being like safe and like mm-hmm. also staying mentally sane because like you have to see your friends. There needs to be some sort of socialization that happens. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally like locked in a basement away from everybody. So I, I, mean, bought a, hmm? I bought a heater for my front patio. Yeah, great. That's that's and, perfect. Uh, like people come over. Um, at, when this first started, uh, people would come over. We would distance ourselves on the patio, um, and then um, and then we wouldn't even let them inside to use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and now uh, now you can come use the bathroom, but you got to mask up. Yeah. And then like it's we designate one bathroom, and we don't use that when. Yeah people are over and then Kira goes in and just fucking disinfects everything afterwards. Yeah. I'm like that too. I'm like that too, for sure. Especially with people that are like, they're not even like in the house. Like if my brother, like my brother's still playing soccer right now. So like when he gets out of the bathroom, I'm literally just in there with like, a like washcloths, just like, <laughs> which I think that like there needs to be a line for sure. And mm-hmm. I need to work on establishing where I have my boundaries because right now it's just like, it's too manic. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I, I see. It. And the thing is, like, I don't know, people uh, who are, people who have a problem with you dealing with this in your way are fucked up. Like, yeah, everyone can deal with this however they want. Like, me not wanting to be close to you um, should not affect your life in any way. Yeah. It, just let me live my life how I want to fucking live it. Um, I'll just stand over here and do it. And then... Yeah. Like, and I don't need to, like, I don't need to go out. Um, like I go to Bebsy's show on Thursdays and the last two weeks we haven't gone, like we'd go in after the show and have a drink once the crowd cleared out. Yeah. Um, the last time we did that was before our sober November, but um, it was like the, not enough of the crowd had cleared out and I, I had a beer and I did not like it the whole time. I'm like, let's yeah. just fucking, I, I said to Kara, I'm like, let's just finish this and go. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to be around this many people but then the best part about that bar i was like hey man can i get two uh two pints to go and he was like sure can and then we uh, walked home drinking beers <laughs> that's so sick, mm-hmm. that's so sick. <clears throat> um you all right there just cough right in that yeah just that's perfect timing uh i was on a patio recently with one of my friends and patios are totally safe it's just being in a restaurant environment like i haven't been anywhere i haven't dined in or out anywhere for like the Mm -hmm. last nine months and uh being on that it's just way it's too stressful like I know it's outside and I know it's safe but it's like there was like a group of people sitting behind us there were more than six feet behind us and it was outside there's no reason to have anxiety about that and uh then a group showed up to meet them and I was like, I'm taking these tacos to go. <laughs> I'm going to out of here. I just started envisioning. I was just like, I, I was seeing their saliva cloud coming over. I'm like, this is too much. This is too yeah, much. I, no, thanks. I, I, um, I see droplets come out of people's mouths when yeah. they're caught. <laughs> okay, okay. All of a sudden I have like microscopic vision. 
and I can see <laughs> water droplets now. I've adopted this new superpower that I've never had before. That's wild. Uh, yeah, but no, I don't know. Deal with it how you want. If you don't want to go out and do shows, that's up to you. Like nobody faults you. Like I know. Like, I feel like you're missing out. Like it's I. Not like Deb, so it's not like Debsy was like that fucking bitch canceled on me. He was just like he's like oh no. I was like. Where's Julianne? He's like, oh, she, uh, she canceled. I was like, okay. No, like, I know. Like, he sent me like the nicest message. He was just like, yeah, like I, I'm not holding it against you that you're taking it seriously or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And I know, like, cause I, uh, um, our mayor John Tory yesterday told everyone to stay home, and I was like, why are we even here? Well, like, I don't know. I'm standing in an alley away from everyone, but yeah, I, I, um, I feel like I'm still breaking rules being there. Yeah, that's what it is. It's like, it's, I know that it's fine, but it just feels wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, whatever. Oh, you, you, you just stay home. You order your <laughs> shitty Uber Eats. Yeah. How much, like, Dude, how I much food, so much order, it's how much food do you order off Uber Eats? I order so much. Here's my problem with Uber Eats. No food travels. Like, it <laughs> cannot taste good by the time it gets here, especially with Uber Eats. Like, because I remember when, um, when like before all this, when individual places had their own delivery guy, yeah, and it was like, boom, he was going out and he was bringing your food. Right. Uh, but now it's like, I went into Pork Cheddar and Company, uh, that where I sent in that um, that sandwich, yeah, and <laughs> I ordered it. It was the special um, with fries, and the girl's like, I ordered, it. and she goes, you know what, we've got a, she goes, we have a ritual order ready that the guy hasn't showed up yet. So just take this. So it was like already ready to go. And I was like, okay, cool. So I went out and I, I sat or I stood in there. Like they've got a little patio out front with just like a stand up sort of bar. Like it's right on the street. Um, there's nobody there. So it's, it was just me. So I'm like, I'm eating it there. The fries were already fucking cold. And when I, um, when I was just about to finish the sandwich, the fucking delivery guy showed up to pick up the order to take out. I'm like, if these fries were already cold and you were another 12, 15 minutes, <laughs> and then you still got to drive it to this guy's house. Yeah. Like there is no way <clears throat> this is fresh in any way. It's going to be shit food. And that's probably why that sandwich sucked that you ordered. It, Dude, literally I got Uber Eats the other day and I've never seen this before. The guy was bringing it to me on foot. He walked to the place <laughs> and then walked to my house to drop off his food. You know what's sad about that? You could have fucking made that walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In the amount of time that it takes to get here, I could definitely make something. It's pure laziness. It is the worst quality that I have. Well, now I have many other terrible qualities, but this is one of the worst qualities that I have. But yeah, um, we, um, we're we very like, um, we go and pick up things. Everything we get, we, um, we, we pick up ourselves. And I, I, just, I don't want to support Uber Eats or Skip the Dishes or any of those fucking dicks. They're taking you know? all of my money. I'm making up for your lack of participation. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, and you know, my thing about eating, I don't eat anywhere that has a commercial as well. That's, you know what? I remember you saying that one time. Mm-hmm. On the road I, I was like, every I time eat- that I get fast food from somewhere, I'm like, Jeff would not approve of this. Yeah, I don't need any major chains. Uh, the I, I'm going to give Burgers Priest one more go. No, don't do it. No? Don't even do I it. I did. I gave them one more go and I was like, this is so bad. Never again in my life. I was going to go to the original one out on the East End for the, uh, just have one burger and then be like, okay, you're too much of a chain for me. I just... 
don't know. I'm, I'm very against chain restaurants and like factory made meals that fucking everything gets delivered frozen and then just heated up in the restaurant. There's no more cooking in these places. Right. There's no art. There's no art to it. Yeah, do you think there's a chef working in the kitchen at Jack Astor's? There's fucking <laughs> my there's dad does. Asshole. My dad there's, thinks there's a fucking chef at Jack. My dad. No, there's two not. assholes that run a deep fryer. It's it's such <laughs> bad fucking food. Everything comes in in these just big plastic bags. Like, oh, you want onion rings? Rip open a bag, pour it in a deep fryer. It's yeah. garbage, man. I haven't had like a like a restaurant chicken wing since this whole thing started. Oh man, yeah, we had our we had our debate about wings. I was like sold on wild wing before before you said, "Hey, do you know that there's other places that sell wings?" <laughs> I, now, I thought Wild Wing was the only place that you could get wings in the world. I was like, "It's and Wild Wing's the worst fucking wings. They have it in the title. Stuck." <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually have a Wild Wing in my neighborhood. And I, I I walk by it. I don't I don't I've never got. I went in once for a beer because uh, my buddy my buddy. Uh, Hey, he's up there. Sam Easton was there. Yeah. Um, and he was like, come meet me at Wild Wing. I was like, I'll have one beer and then I'm going next door to the Wheat Chief. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, Wheat Chief used to have great wings. But the, Wheat Chief, okay, this was my this was my hangout in the neighborhood. This place was as dirty as I wanted it to be. It was perfectly shitty. Like the floors were crooked everywhere. Like it's, yeah. it's Toronto's oldest bar. Oh, and wow. um and they had like shitty draft beer and great chicken wings. They had like half price wings Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. It was fucking awesome. Um, and then they got bought, but the, the building's a landmark. So it always has to be a bar because it's Toronto's oldest bar. But they, they just gutted it and then made it into this douchey upscale cocktail bar oh, to fuck, blend in with yeah. King West and all this shit. And we went, we went in there for one pint and it was the Thursday um the thursday that corona had hit canada and it was like people were getting nervous and it was their opening night and oh. we we're like let's just go see what it's like we went and had a pint did not like the atmosphere whatsoever um and then uh by tuesday everything was closed down <laughs> oh shit man yeah so um yeah. fuck them for taking something nice and just making it i don't know i just i hate I like where I live. I just hate the King West fucking club crowd that just has been slowly moving towards my house. Like it I used know. to be, it used to be all down by Yuck Yucks. Yeah. And it's just been slowly getting pushed down here. Now King Street, like to walk home, to walk through King Street um, at like say midnight on a Friday, Saturday before all this shit happened was just, it was hell. Yeah. Like, was it really? People, yeah. It was just like everything I hate about society all on one strip. Uh, I just, I don't know. I, I, I hate, I hated clubs when I was a young person, and I fucking hate them even more now that I'm old. Wow, I can tell you something. I, I, I have been part of the King West douchey clubs, and, uh, and I love them. I'm a, I, I really do like them. I'm a big fan of it. I don't you see should be. somebody. How old are you? Uh, this was like before coronavirus happened. But you're, 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 you're the club age. You should be going to clubs. I know, but the, not, but not those, like they're just really, not those, not those, mm-hmm. not those, but honestly, what? I miss, I miss that just as much as I miss stand up is honestly going out to nightclubs. And I don't seem like somebody who functions well in nightclubs and I don't, no, I'm, scary. Like, I'm not in clubs like drinking, like I'm, I am scary sober. I, my personality is, 
Are you on the dance floor at these clubs? Of, of course I am. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't get along. No, man. It's, it's, <laughs> Here, okay, I got one for you. Um, build me your ideal hamburger. Your My ideal hamburger? Okay, I love this question. Um, <clears throat> I know you said you hate chains. Mm -hmm. but I recently experienced five guys. I had one one time and I wasn't, I wasn't impressed and I never went back. Okay. See, maybe it's just my Thornhill speaking. No, I'm saying you, what, if you're building the hamburger, what are you putting on it? Okay. It's a smash burger. I love like the flat patty. If it's too thick, I don't like it. It's just too much meat in the mouth. It's like, I'm just tasting ground beef. Mm -hmm. I like it to be like airy. So it's kind of like not totally packed, air packed, you know, cheese, melted cheddar, sauteed onion, a couple slices of lettuce, but like the crunchy part, not the leafy part. It's got to be the crunchy part. And uh, ketchup, mustard, and then like very little hot sauce. All right. No mayo, eh? No mayo. All right. <clears throat> I like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a bacon cheeseburger guy. Okay. Uh, red onions, just sliced red onions. I like that. Um, lettuce, um, pickles, and uh, mustard. Sometimes mayonnaise, but sometimes just mustard. Really? Just mustard? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no mustard. Ketchup. No ketchup. No ketchup. No, it's uh, too tomatoey, I guess, for me. Um, Weber's, you ever go to Weber's? Did we no. talk about Weber's? Wait, is it the one that's like off a highway? Yeah, on Highway yes. 11. Like okay, I've seen it. I haven't, I haven't tried it. So I used to, like, uh, when I was a kid, every now and again, my, uh, my dad would take us up to Algonquin Park. Um, and you'd have to go up the 11 and pass Weber's. And it was always a nice treat if we got to stop at Weber's. Um, and I always used to love it when I was a kid, like all like the dining cars or like actual like train cars. Um, so you're like in a train car, they got like tables and stuff set up in there and there's like big outdoor space you can eat. Um, I went as an adult, I still go, uh, we went this summer, but it's not, it's not a great burger. Um, like I just, but it's still Why? a fun Why? What makes it not a great burger? <clears throat> it's, I think the patty's too thin for my liking. Like really? It's, there's like, yeah, there's like more bun than patty. Okay, see, that seems like my kind of burger. And it's like a flaky bun. I like the bun. It's just, I would like, but I think next time, uh, I, you can order like a double stack. I think I got to do that next time. But it's, it's, it's not a bad burger. It's just, there's so many better burgers out there. There was a, because I used to, uh, my day job used to take me to Scarborough every day. Good old CTV out in Scarborough. Yeah. And um, Scarborough is just a haven of amazing food, like just yeah. everywhere. Uh, but they got some great burgers. T-Bones is out there. I think that's my favorite, but they got like little diners. This place, Bendale Diner. It's just this greasy spoon piece of shit. Like it hasn't been oh, redecorated since the fucking seventies, probably like the that's art on the wall is laughable how old it is. Um, it, but it's like old posters that are framed, like an old Elvis poster that he was like, like some advertisement for Coca-Cola or some shit, you know? Um, great burgers and then they got like a place called it's called Johnny's in Scarborough where it's like you just um, it's like how like Harvey's started it was like you drive up you walk in there's just a counter they make your burger right in front of you and then there's nowhere to sit you gotta like take it in your car anyway but uh, that's so dope 
oh, lot yeah, of good look, Places that are like old and greasy. Like if my feet are sticking to the floor, I'm like, this is going to be great. <laughs> I'll tell you my uh, favorite uh, burger growing up. So every year I, I, uh, I grew up in Niagara Lake, um, this little part of Niagara Lake called St. David's. It's a, uh, it's just like a little village of, there was like 450 people there when I was growing up. And every year um, in the summertime, it was always like the last weekend of, uh, of uh, July, they would have the St. David's Carnival. And it was like, uh, it was in this big park and like the park was split down the middle. So like half of it was carnies with all their rides, you know, like Tilt-A-Whirl. And then the other half uh, was run by the Lions Club. And they had like all these little, like games like crown and anchor shit like this like um guess the the birthday game shit like that and then uh, yeah. but they had uh they had these hamburgers called they called them lion burgers because they're the lions club but they were so good sauteed onions like you wouldn't believe yeah um and uh we convinced our buddy who uh immigrated from russia uh that the lions club saves up money every year and buys actual lion meat from africa and that's what these burgers are. <laughs> he was taking a bite. He's like, pretty good line. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Too funny. That's wild. My go-to burger, though, is a block away from my house. Um, it's a place I, I told you about called the UFO Restaurant. Yeah. Um, it is a, it is a, a terrible convenience store with, like, um, with like a food counter, like an old school diner. Yeah. Um, and it's like, when I first moved in the neighborhood, it was like, it had like, it was very small. It was like a, a, a third of the store. And now a new owners have it. Now it's like two thirds of the store. And there's like one aisle left of like actual variety store things. Like if you need toilet paper, like just like little household items, but then like half of it's a restaurant, but then there's like a counter over here. And then the counter over here is like the check out with the cigarettes and the lottery tickets and they got like an ice cream counter and everything and it's like it's it's a weird little greasy spoon inside a convenience store and it's the fucking greatest burger oh that's so dope yeah and they when the new the new owners bought it um i think it was uh a guy named lee owned it before i think he was chinese and now the new owners are vietnamese and they introduced all this new vietnamese food to the menu uh, but they kept the original like greasy spoon, uh, bacon and eggs and burgers and everything. Uh, but now you can get pho or pho. I don't know what people fucking call it. Uh, <laughs> and it's so good. Like their Vietnamese food is so good. And like, it's weird just getting pho and then getting up and then getting lottery tickets in the same place. You know? <laughs> like That's so sick. But yeah, it's, it's a nice little place. And when things go back to normal, I'll take you down there. You can bring that cough with you. That's right. Please. <laughs> um, there's this place. Uh, have you ever been to the Leslieville pumps? Um, yes, 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 yes. Uh, it, look, it looks like a big gas station. I, I can't remember eating there. I yeah. remember. Yeah. It looks like a gas station on the outside. And then um, my favorite thing to get from the menu are these like fritters, these like corn bread fritters and they're so good and they you dip it in some like cilantro sauce i don't know what it is i'm in i'm in it's so good okay see did i just what's make my your, first food recommendation that you're gonna try i'll, I'll do it I'll, I'll eat a fritter what's okay. your like um where's your 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 
ceiling on on like food like your what's your culture barrier on food like i'll i'll go around the world i don't give a shit about you'll go around the world um i don't like i'm not a fish person i don't really like fish that much unless it is like tilapia and it doesn't taste fishy uh i won't try like frog or octopus i know my portuguese heritage we eat a lot of octopus i have never touched it never cared to try it um love calamari yeah calamari is good calamari is good i think maybe maybe i just can't see the the tentacles maybe that's just like where i draw the line like i'll see it if it's deep fried because then it just looks like an onion ring but if i see it and it's like it looks like it was just murdered i can't i can't eat it there was a um some octopus in a salad i was at a wedding one time um there was octopus in the salad and i uh i had borrowed my uh my friend's tie um which i found out it was a very expensive tie because my friend is a very rich man um and I, I just didn't have a tie to go to this wedding so i borrowed this thing went to like cut the octopus and ink shot out onto the fucking tie no. what is that i'm like that's octopus ink. <laughs> oh no. i think it's a great way to like engulf yourself in a in a culture if you're traveling then if I'm, if I'm traveling, if I'm somewhere and like, oh, this is a really popular cultural dish, I'll try it. But uh, I'm, I'm fine with my fried chicken sandwiches and my ramen noodles from No Frills. I love uh, comfort food, like anything that's like hearty cheeses, potatoes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, fried mm-hmm. anything. Indian food is just that, it's just comfort. It's like a hug in the form of a dish. It's amazing. Kira claims she will be making many soups over the winter time, which- Oh, uh, that's good. Are you a soup well, person? You like soups? Yeah, like I, um, I, I, I'm still flabbergasted. You don't know what real ramen is. Like when I say ramen, you think of a fucking noodle package. <laughs> dude, I um, swear to God, that's what I think of. I'm like, dude, you you Mr. Noodles, Dr. Go noodles. Like, go to like, um, it's a bit of a chain, um, but it's a small chain, uh, Kintan Ramen. It's, um, it's so fucking good. I think that I actually, because I when I told you that all I eat is like ramen, you told me to eat real ramen. And then I think I ordered it on Uber Eats. And what did you think? And I had it. Maybe I forgot to fill you in. It was delicious. It was so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think uh, it was. Kintan Ramen? Is that what you just said? Kintan Ramen, probably. Yeah, I think that's the place that I had. It my was really, is, really good. My problem is, um, like, we like the foe up the street, um, but... Like my, my biggest problem with chain restaurants is the garbage factor. And um, I've had it like, I hate ordering in anything because everything comes in this shitty like styrofoam or like plastic that the fucking recycling company won't take back. I just, just take black plastic back. I don't see why that's a problem. Um, and that's what I, that's why I don't like, like, I just, I don't know, these fucking companies like McDonald's are just polluting the fucking world. Right. Um, so I like this pho up the street. Uh, I ordered it once since uh, quarantine started, but it came in like four different packages and I had to assemble it myself in a bowl at home. Yeah. And then I just, it just had like all this styrofoam and I'm like this four pieces of styrofoam for like for one meal. I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. And it's yeah. a shitty styrofoam. Like there's places like we got, um, Wilbur Mexicana today. Uh, which is a nice place on King Street. And it was, it came in a, like a biodegradable fucking package. And I'm like, why yeah. can't people just do this? Uh-huh. Oh man. 
So send me a picture of the list that you made. Did you go through the list already? Are there more? Um, Lambos, Barchetta, UFO, my neighborhood, Weber's. Yeah, that's the thing about deli sandwiches is like, it's just everything that I don't value in a sandwich. It's just like all meat and then like very thin bread. I'm still curious. Uh, what is this podcast about anyway? That's a really good question. I think it's something I'm still figuring out. Uh, okay. Because an hour in, I'm, I'm not, I'm like, do you talk to everyone about sandwiches? Jeff, I love that this episode is uniquely just about sandwiches. Like it, it really does make me happy. It's also a very big part of my life. It's a big part of your life. It's yes. true to our experiences. And I think it's authentic and I love it. I think it's great. We should do a, we should have a third person in here and have Andrew Barr. That guy could talk sandwiches all day. He can talk sandwiches. As soon as I saw him posting, this was like probably a couple of years ago about the sandwich. You remember the sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the having like lunch dates with everyone. Yeah, that was, that was wicked. I never got one of the sandwiches. I never got around to it either, but it just looked so good. I like the J-Rob though, eh? Potato J-Rob. represent. Have we given a shout out to Sweatsito yet? Not yet. Sweatsito, thank you for blessing my life uh, with yeah. this tracksuit that I got at the 2020 Icebreakers Comedy Festival. I'm going to go out and say 20, about 2020. I think Icebreakers is probably the best festival of 2020. Icebreakers right? is the best comedy festival <laughs> in Canada, in my opinion. I truly, truly mean that. Yeah, we had a good time, eh? Dude, oh, it was I so also, fun. You like this? I, I'm wearing a... Uh, that's a... A meat shirt for my buddy's uh, butcher shop. If you're in Kitsilano out in Vancouver, stop in at Pete's Meat, baby. That's right. My uh, my wardrobe is 95% swag. I uh, it's all given to me. Free T-shirts, free tracksuits. Um, it's a good life. Wow, what's it like? I I I should get sponsored by Value Village. I have all of my clothes are from there. <laughs> <laughs> They're all thrifted. Um. um yeah, I've been, uh, I, I, I've not uh, had a reason to put on anything nice in quite some time. Yeah, neither have I. Well, I don't even, I, I will do some really delusional shit. I will get dressed to like just walk down to the lake and go to Shoppers <laughs> Drug Mart because I'm like, well, this is it. This is as good as it is honestly going to get. So I just kind of, you know, I'm hunting. I'm, I'm on the lookout for boyfriends, so I got to keep my options open. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's, Just because we're in a pandemic, love can't happen. You're looking, you're looking for a boyfriend? What kind of man you want? Oh, I love this question. Um, just like this podcast, <laughs> it's <laughs> constantly changing. I don't know. Okay. But do you like, uh, are you, you like pretty boys? You like, um, I don't know. You like you, young guys, you like old guys. You're like an old soul. I'm an old soul, but I wouldn't say I like old guys. I probably like the the maximum age is probably that I would date is like 30. That's probably 30. its maximum. Yeah. Because then and after that, it's like I've been I went on a date with a guy that was like 31 and he referenced the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. And I was like, I don't know, Justin Timberlake is part of one of them. I don't give a fuck. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. Do you know who Justin Bieber is? So I'm then after Eddie. that age, it's like the subject gets a little bit wonky. We don't really have a lot in common. <laughs> I mentioned Eddie Vedder to somebody, a girl one time, and she was only four years younger than me. And she was like, who's Eddie Vedder? And I was like, we, this, we can't talk. Ah, uh, see, I don't you know, know who Eddie Vedder is. I don't know who that is. The only reason I know who I kind of know that name is because I did a sketch where somebody mentioned his name. He's uh, he's the lead singer of Pearl Jam. 
Okay. You ever I'm heard not of familiar with it. Well, you know, you, I guess you but didn't that's grow my up. problem. I know that they're popular, but that's just. But, okay, so you're, you're what, 23? Yeah. And you won't date a guy over 30, um, but is that age going to move with every year? Or are you going to not date a guy over 30 until you're 30? No, I think that will, I think that'll probably move every year. Yeah. Probably. That'll be weird because next year you'd be like, I don't date guys over 31. Like, yeah. Why that number? <laughs> right. It's like, what, what is like, when's my birthday? Eight months from now? It's like, what did eight months do to your personality that now is 31? <laughs> Too funny. Well, happy hunting out there. Yeah. Um, I would, uh, it's tough though, Jeff. I, I, I will say I relied a lot on nightclubs and now those don't happen. I don't get talked. I don't, I don't get spoken to in public. Like I'm not walking down the street and then. Are you on the, on the, on the, on the apps? You on the Tinder? Yeah. But those are just depressing. Those are not. See, I would uh, normally um, a, a lady friend of mine. Um, I would try to hook them up with a proper suitor that I know. Um, but everyone I know your age is a comedian. And um, I would never, never put that on you. Don't ever date a comic. You're, no. you're, 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 it'll be a nightmare for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> That's definitely not going to happen. That has been established. Um, I dated one comic uh, once. It was a fucking nightmare. Like it was, um, it was a constant competition on her part. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not here. Like, and the thing is, I was like, just in the name of the game, I was already ahead of her, you know, like, I'm sure eventually we'd be on the same level. Um, but it was just, I was already established and she was not, and she'd get angry when I get things. She's like, well, why the fuck am I not getting that? I'm like, you, you will eventually, you, yeah. you just got to work towards it, you know? And yeah. this, uh, this person could not understand that concept. Yeah. Like, we, like, I'm funny. Like, okay. Yeah. You're funny, but just yeah fucking relax and things yeah. will come to you yeah um, i could imagine that would be a hard thing to juggle mentally on that level as well i also think and tell me if i'm wrong because i'm not really sure but this is just from my experiences i feel like comedians need a similar type of partner that like you can't i don't think get from like dating another comedian i'm sure there's cases where no, it no, I, well i'm married to um she's not a comedian, but she works in comedy. So the balance of our relationship was so much easier to maintain because she understood why I needed to go out and do an open mic on a Monday night, you know? Yeah. It's like, I don't want somebody that's a comedian. I just need you to appreciate comedy yeah, and yeah, yeah. have like a basic understanding of what it is. Yeah. Like you, you need somebody that like is okay with you being out every night of the week in shitty bars um, not yeah, and they're not like, oh, why are you doing that to yourself? It's just like, what do you mean? Like, this is just, this is fun for me. This is part of my job. This is like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, um, that's something like I've dated girls that did not understand that either. Like, they're like, it's Friday night. Are we going out? I'm like, well, you can come to my show. Cause that's what I do on Friday nights, you know? Yeah, that's right. Um, but it was just, uh, I don't know. Me and Kira found a perfect balance just because she was like, she just understood understands the world that we live in yeah yeah that's right so, and it's like I remember like when I first started doing comedy I was just like no boyfriend like literally none at all because I was like I don't even care to even think about having to explain to you like I would rather go to an open mic than go to a family dinner like I don't care mm -hmm. 
And it's like, nobody wants to be in a relationship with somebody who's like that either. So it's just like, you have to be able to understand. And if you don't, then whatever. But it is hard and it is limiting for us, I think. You know, I've missed friends' weddings for gigs. I'm like, yeah. Like, buddy, you invited me too late. I'm away that weekend, you know? Yeah. I don't even care if it's for $50. I don't even care. There's no (laughs) amount of money. Like, I I don't even care. Which maybe is unhealthy. I don't know. No, man, this is... uh... This is what we should be focused on. Yeah. And it's like, you're kind of like, because you're, you've taken a step back um, throughout all this, which um, is commendable, I guess. I don't know what the fuck. It's your decision. Nobody should have a fucking opinion about what it's doing. But um, do you feel like you didn't come to the show last night, but do you feel like you missed out on that show or yes. you just. It was physically painful for me to miss out on the show. Like, my anxiety shifted from like getting COVID to like missing out. Like I just got FOMO. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then I have to kind of remind myself, like, look, you know how you are in situations like that. So maybe just wait until the numbers start going down and then start finding more yeah, of a balance. Cause my whole thing is like, um, cause I have a show um, this weekend. So I asked Bebsy if I could do a set just to like shake some rust off. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in no way prepared for the show this weekend. Um, but I don't know. It was just good to get up on stage. I was uncomfortable doing it, but the whole thing is, um, if I didn't do that show last night and I don't do the show this weekend, um, I don't feel like there's anything you're missing out on right now because nothing's actually happening. Like it's good. It's good to do the shows to keep that muscle flexed, Yeah. but it's not like there's no advancement right now. There's nowhere to go. There's nothing happening. So I'm enjoying the time where I don't have to fucking stress about it. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, totally. There's something that is kind of relieving about it. Cause you're just like, now all of a sudden you don't feel like you're in this like race anymore or like yeah, yeah, yeah. the like, pressure cause... is kind of, <laughs> but then there's like a new kind of pressure now because you're like, Oh, when things like shows do start coming back, mm-hmm. it's like, I want to make sure that I'm kind of prepared for that. Yeah. Space. Yeah. But I think like, um once they come back i think you can get back in the saddle pretty quick it's just like it sucks not have because the thing is there's not even enough shows to work your act anyway yeah like there's there's one show i know of in toronto right now is bebsy show is there anything else going on like i i haven't been on facebook in over a month so i don't see where people are performing so even if I have a new joke, which I've got a ton, but I, I, I've got nowhere to work on, but I go last night and I do this, I do my new joke. And then, I don't know, I was just thinking of tags on the way home, but like I used to be able to go to a show, do that joke. And then I'm like, more stuff comes to me. And then I just run to the next show, mm-hmm. get on that show and build your joke, you know, right. where there's, there's no building, there's no fucking anything. So it's, I don't know, it's just it's nice to get on stage, but it's not helping with the advancement of our careers. That's right. It's just as a treat. And then the thing that made me back out of it was just like, let's say somehow you got COVID. Would you be embarrassed about like having to tell people that you got COVID? Because, because there's no reason that you're, there's really no reason why I would have to do stand up right now. Like I'm not preparing for anything. It's not like we're getting tapes together and showcasing. So it's like, it would just be for the pure enjoyment of doing it. And I think that should be enough, like from the mental health aspect, but 
just because uh, the numbers were just high and I was just like, ah, uh, even though it's well, safe. I want to do it because I just want to shake some rest off because I got a show on Saturday, like outside Toronto yeah. where you can do shows. Right. But I got to like drive an hour to talk to a quarter full room of people, you know? Yeah. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just wanted to. But that's exciting though. I, I have cried thinking about <laughs> the fucking atmosphere of comedy clubs and how how much i miss that my first show back uh because i was staying up north all summer uh, i told tyler morrison i was like if you get anything going i'm close enough that i can uh, get down to it yeah and um and so I, he brought me down to bracebridge to do a show yeah and i'm like i didn't remember my old jokes and i'm like i i did the fucking new shit i wrote about covid yeah and then like i still got time to fill so i'm like okay i'll just do some old bits yeah. And then, uh, and then I started doing a joke and I just stopped and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't remember how this joke goes. Yeah. And then I was like trying to, I was like, just a second. I, it's coming to me. And then I yelled out to Kira in the crowd. I was like, Kira, where's this joke going? She just yelled like the next line. I was like, okay, there it is. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> she was like, yeah, no, you're talking about this. I was like, okay, okay. I'm ready. Again. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard to not be rusty right now. Because even if you're out doing it, you're only doing it once a week, if that. Yeah, that's right. And then when Comedy Bar was doing shows again, I was kind of like apprehensive to do those because I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. The green rooms, it's like, I know how comedians are. And it's like, if I even see one person in the green room without a mask on, I'm leaving. Like I am mm -hmm. not, even if they're in there without a mask on and then they leave, I'm not going to go into that space. Yeah. I, uh, I did, I think two shows at comedy bar when it came back and I was standing outside until whoever's running the show, like came out and was like, okay, you're next. And then I went in. Mm -hmm. um, no, but I just wanted this podcast to be about like wellness and like, mental health above everything and I think we it but not, it's just authentic like I'm just talking to people that I'm friends with and that I know just about their real life experiences and we covered all that so thanks we for covered some mental health with the OCD so we're good we, we're we good. touched on it we're fine we're good we're good we're good um this was fun thank all right. you for having me thank you uh, for doing it thank you for doing it and talking to me for an hour and a half I really appreciate it we have a lot of great stuff in here Good, good, good. Um, I'm going to check out the burger recommendations. Next time I'm in the West End, because I don't really like taking the subway, but the mm -hmm. next time that I'm there, I will message you and we'll go grab a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and a uh, nice bedroom you got there. And, yeah. Uh, I'll play us out, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Later. <laughs> Ready?